Organissima New York. Your exotic skin, hair and beauty source and your one-stop shop for all your natural and organic skin and hair care. Featuring authentic organic Moroccan oil and prickly pear seed oil and much more. Bringing you only the best straight from the source and proudly produced in the USA. So what are you waiting for? Shop today at www.arganissima.com Arganissima, New York. Your beauty is our duty. Welcome back to the iHealth channel, iHealth Radio, new day, new show, new guest, and a very dear topic and a very difficult topic, but also a great person I have with me today. And the work she's doing is, and it can help a lot of people live better. And so again, I try to be mysterious usually in the beginning of the shows, but <laughs> I'm not going to do much of that today, but I have with me Bettina Brown. Uh, she's a physical therapist by, by, I guess, profession, but she specializes in something more to, to work with certain uh, uh, folks with certain illnesses. And the topic that she actually tailors to and, and caters to most of the time, if not, that's the, the main thing that she's been working with is breast cancer patients. And, and obviously breast cancer is a, is a, just a, you know, it's a tremendous disease and it's a, it's a, it's a very, it affects a lot of people, people that are, you know, close to you, your friends, your family. And, and it, there, I don't think anyone that that's alive today doesn't know someone who knows someone, or at least heard of someone, family member, friends, and so on that have been affected with, with this particular disease. And uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, some people get through it. Some people don't. Uh, I actually personally uh, had, you know, this, 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 experienced it personally in, in my life. And, uh, you know, and uh, I know it's not an easy thing, right? And we'll talk about it. But anyways, without further ado, I have with me Bettina Brown. And Bettina is also a, a podcaster. And she started her podcast to help people, to help people actually and guide them to live a full life, a, a joyful life and happy life. And she's going to get us through all that talk and everything that she's been doing and why, you know, how it all started. So as usual, first, first things first, Bettina, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. And I, you know, I want you to just to, to take us back to, to your story. I know you're a physical therapist. That's, that's the, the, that's the work you do, but, but really you were specialized in this particular added value, helping patients that are special with cancer, you know, breast cancer. And the first question is that comes to mind, like, how's that, you know, with physical therapy, how does that work? <laughs> All right. And we'll talk about yes. that. But also, also it's just like, you know, uh, that's not something that you chose. I mean, uh, tell us about your story, how it all happened. So, to, yeah. so we can at least make a link to it. Absolutely. And what, what is very interesting is that physical therapists do more. We think about outpatient, right? My shoulder hurts, my back hurts. Mm. Uh, physical therapists actually help women with incontinence, uh, men with incontinence. Um, we help people with wound care. You know, if you have a gaping hole, we can treat that. We have so many specialties that we can do. It's not just limbs. We can do if you just have neurological conditions, just things that you don't right away think about. I loved being a physical therapist. Um, and I actually became one because my neighbor, I, she was babysitting and I had to help, 
you know, uh, she was, she had a child I was babysitting and she wanted to just to go have a good time with her husband. And when the baby was to sleep, I started looking at what was on the table and she was studying for the board. So all the stuff, like just everything. And I thought, this is amazing. And she told me a little bit more about it. And I thought, I think I want to do this. And I literally made the decision like that 10th grade. I think I want to do this. And with physical therapy, you have to have a bachelor degree. And then you go to the, the physical therapy program. I always say I'm an older PT. I only have a master's, but now it is a, a doctorate program. So three more years after your bachelor. And then you can specialize afterwards, but usually we're a little tired <laughs> right after seven years of schooling. But I was noticing myself, you know, I, I think I'm ready to, to specialize in something. And I actually specialized in wound care. So I loved it. If you have wounds on your legs from vascular issues, you have literally a gunshot wound to the abdomen, like we can treat that. But what we don't think about when we do this is how many people have cancer and end up with surgical wounds, surgical infections, that kind of realm. Mm. At that time, also, my aunt passed away from breast cancer. And I personally was noticing some changes and I went to the doctor myself. And while I was there laying there, getting my personal ultrasound and I saw a spot myself, you know, I'm in healthcare. I don't, I'm not a radiologist, but you know, when something looks odd, right. And I, I had this one little tear just kind of go down the side of my face into my ear. And I thought, okay, if I do have breast cancer, cause I, I, I was really afraid if I really do have it, I'm going to evaluate how I live my life. And I want to dedicate my life to that because I'm already listening to these people talk and I have an education in healthcare. What if I didn't, you know, this is overwhelming. Mm. So that's when I learned I carry the breast cancer two or the BRCA2 gene. So I am, they're different genes, but I'm a little more disposed than the person that doesn't. So I am more cautious of my weight. I'm more cautious of how I eat, how stressed I am. And I went into a field called lymphedema, which most people haven't heard of either. It's a swelling, actually. And usually you get this in, in first world countries like the United States. You get that because of cancer, breast cancer, ovarian cancer, just this huge swelling. In other countries, you get it from an infection. And as I was working with this, I, I started a job at a women's hospital and I was exclusively working with people who had cancer, mostly breast cancer. And I had so many people sit there and I, I thought, how can I really serve them best? Because everyone was on a different emotional scale. They were scared, but so many people said, I'm going to change how I live my life when I'm on the other side of this, it's already changing the way I live my life. And so that is where I just continue to focus on how to change your life, how to change our own lives. And I realized the gap, and I can't even express to you how many people I've seen numerous doctors who do phenomenal work, but have seven minutes with you, 15 minutes with you. And there are so many questions you don't have an opportunity to ask. And with an hour each time, seeing someone for 12 to 15 hours, I really needed to come to the table with answers and empathy. And that's where this whole mission statement came, where I'm talking to people who should know this answer, um, but don't have resources. And as a lymphedema therapist, I live in New Mexico, Albuquerque region. 
There are five lymphedema therapists. We are a population of over half a million. It is not acceptable for people to drive two and three hours for an appointment and then see you and you're so busy that they have to wait six to eight weeks to see you again. To me, I find that unacceptable. And so that's where I've, I've moved on to this mission. Well, that's a lot. It is. <laughs> and, 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 it, and it is a great mission and it is a uh, honorable mission, I would say, and noble. Uh, I mean, it's, this is, you're helping people and, and you made it your own personal, I guess, uh, job really. I mean, this is, I, I'm assuming this is not, not something you get paid for <laughs> helping people. It's, it's a guided, you know, it's a guidance. I mean, you do have your career, but, but, but let's, I want to just go back to the steps, right? So you, you went into this field and then you specialize in this particular, you know, uh, wound care. And then you discovered, well, it's not discovered to your point. A lot of people may, as I asked you, like many people may have the question, like, well, what does it have to do with breast cancer? But you're right. People right. have, you know, surgeries and, uh, you know, they have wounds and you have to take care of them. But then now you have to deal with their, you know, person and, and, and their emotions because you know how it is when someone... I, I work with the seniors and without any problems, they just talk to you because they need someone to talk to. Yeah. Now, when someone is sick or going through these these changes in life and the fear and uh, the unknown, there's a very good chance that these people are going to want to talk to someone, at least relate to them. And it is sad, but that is a big you know component you just mentioned, that in the healthcare, at least in the US, I'm not sure about other countries, probably is worse in some places, maybe better than others, I don't know. But but you're right, the healthcare is busy. Uh, <laughs> and, and you know, doctors are also very busy. Population, you know, ratios are higher and therefore there's very limited time that they can dedicate. Uh, I mean, even with, you know, what we call now, it's the the private medicine or whatever those concierge medicine, it's still, you pay for it and you still get your dedicated time, but not everybody can afford those. And those are just the, the 1%, <laughs> you know, maybe a couple of percent <laughs> yeah. that can have access, but the average person goes to a regular clinic or a health center and, or even their primary care doctor. But, you know, there's a lineup, there's a whole, you know, room, win area with a bunch of people and patients. And, you know, at best, the doctors, sometimes they're good. I mean, some doctors will take the best time and, and they give you all, but you're right, it's never enough. And not when you are, they do the routine stuff. They check you, they do this, they tell you the diagnosis, if there is something, if prognosis, whatever. But at the end of the day, they're not going to be able to, to, to talk about your emotions and empathy and all the stuff and get you like in that. You, yeah. you, need, a, you need a therapist for that. <laughs> and I'm talking you about that. Yeah. So it's, it's a whole different thing. And some people do have resources for that purpose as well. And I know you, you guide people towards these resources where they can get you know, more uh, for themselves. And there's agencies out there, associations and so on and so forth that can help. But you're right. That is a big deal. And, and, and it's unfortunate. And you as a provider, uh, being in the clinic setting, working with these patients. I mean, you're seeing it. Now, the other part with you is that you're, you are someone at risk, you know, mm -hmm. based, based on your genes. And, and so I know that is not an easy thing to live by. I mean, I'm sure you don't think about it every day because you can't, I mean, I'll drive you nuts, but at the same time, you're cautious, you're, you're aware. And, and so awareness here is key. Now you, you know, I know that there is a routine that needs to happen every year with, with women. They have to mm -hmm. check. And I, I guess in someone, in your case, maybe even twice a year, I'm not sure the frequency where you need to do mammograms and stuff, but, but either way, women have to be, and by the way, this is not about women only because uh, it affects women, mm -hmm. but it affects everybody around them, you know, so their spouses, yeah. their significant, their kids, their family members. So what I'm saying, this is actually, you know, it starts with the women, but it, it's more, I mean, this is, this is a whole, cause I, I can, I relate to it because I, 
my ex-wife, you know, had, had breast cancer and she passed on after a couple of years of chemo and treatment. Now we weren't together, but we were still friends. And, you know, my son yeah. is, you know, she's my son's mother. And it, it, you know, while we were, it was sad to see that, that, that whole transition, how it went, you know, and, and it was very quick. And then the way she deteriorated and things like that, it was bad. And uh, she kind of had a comeback and then eventually that she just couldn't, you know, um, I mean, it just got hurt. You know, the, the chemo and everything was not, she was strong enough to take all that. And unfortunately she passed on, but like it affected my son, for example, uh, you know, I mean, he saw his mom going through that stage and that's a tough one, but, but those are things that people sometimes don't even, you know, realize like what, what can go into somebody's mind and what, who is affected with it. So again, I just wanted to make that clear because, you know, it's, it's the people, obviously the person tell herself, you know, is, is going to be affected with this and it is not easy. Uh, just, just, just go into the mammogram. I mean, I know my mom, for example, when she goes I and mean, she's a senior and I take her and every time she goes, she's, she's terrified, <laughs> you know? Worked uh, up, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, she has to go routinely, but you know, but she's, she's, she's a, you know, an older lady, but, but it doesn't matter at any age, you know, that that's still frustrating to go in and you don't know what's the next, you know, what's going to happen and God forbid something. Then, then you get the anxiety attack before you even show up there. And then when you do, you're crossing fingers and praying. Hopefully nothing happens. So it's a, it's a very difficult. I mean, I, as a man, I cannot speak to it. You know, I can speak to it from a prostate, you know, version because <laughs> we have <laughs> yeah. the same problem. <laughs> you know, that's another one. You get a certain age and now you have to worry about prostate. And sadly, my dad passed, you know, with, you know, uh, prostate cancer personally. So I can tell you on both sides, I'm like, do you, You've seen, yes, <laughs> I've yes. seen both sides. So I can, I can relate to those things, you know, in the, from a personal experience and it's tough. And, uh, you you wish you hope for the best. That's that's the key. But sometimes good words, sometimes people supporting you, it's it's a big deal. And seeing someone with a loving and 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 showing empathy, you know, with you. I mean, have somebody to relate to, talk to. That's a that's a powerful. Your podcast does that, and and your work does that. And so 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 now we establish basically your background and what how you did it. Now. Some of the experiences, I know you've talked to people and, and, and some, what are some of the regrets or some of the things that people come up with yeah. that got you really like emotional about? So I, I'm going to answer that, but I'm going to say this too. Very few men will get breast cancer. And so it is important True. for men to, to do that. So we talk about women and I focus on women because primarily that's who gets it. Um, but what I will say, it, it really depends on the age. So far as the emotional, for me, it was hard to see someone, you know, 25, 26, have a double mastectomy. Um, because there's, you know, yes, it affects you regardless of age, but it's just hard because I'm older than that. And, and um, I just felt for, for that for her. And then I also felt bad for this one person. Um, she just, I, she's really the one who, sparked this whole podcast in me she said you know every, every day is a good day to have a good day and I know that stress caused this I know it is from stress and she would talk and I could tell that she needed to talk but what I will also say is I saw her face one day and she said I know it's back I know it's back I, I know it in my body and she actually sparked me to, to do a volunteer work. I did that volunteer work. We talked with some people and I'm like, you know, I haven't, cause you know, I'm, I'm at the patient provider relationship. I can't be too close. And she goes, you know, she did pass. And I went home and I, I literally cried um, because she just made such a good impact on me and just the life she had. She wanted to 
live every moment. And what the regrets were, were, and I hear this particular one, I need to be the person I want to be and not live the life for somebody else. And especially as mothers, many of them are mothers. I am one myself. I do pour into my son, but that's not the only thing about Bettina Brown. I am a person and I have interests and I have things that I want to do. And sometimes I say we let our own BS get in the way or we let other people's <laughs> BS get in the way. And I think that um, is the biggest regret and the emotion is, is not being you and no, realizing it quote unquote air quotes here too late that you can't for those that can't some can make that change some cannot. but yeah thank you for, for that i mean that is powerful because you're right i think we all make this mistake this is i don't think anyone watching listening right now will probably uh, relate to this one way or the other because we all are so caught up in life and the status quo and, and all the pressures that we have, whether it's work, whether it's life, whether this, that, the other. And of course, the, the larger your family is, you have all these these emotions coming in. I mean, you have a child, yeah. it's one thing you have two, it, it gets worse. You know, you have parents, you have this, you have that. And we cater and, and to everyone, right? Uh, and sometimes we also live a life that what people want us, how they want us, how they see us, right? It's not your style, it's not your way, but you want to do it because you want to be conformative to, to conform with, with the, the, the actual norms, right? That, that everybody is, you know, expecting from you. And, and, and then life goes on. Time goes by fast. I mean, I, you know, I literally had a discussion today with a colleague and, um, who's about to turn the big 5-0. And, uh, you know, and, and we were having this discussion, like, how the hell that happened? Where did it go? And, and believe it or not, I turned 50 last year and I had the same question, like half a century, what the hell? It, it was literally just yesterday. And you, you, you don't think about it until you're there. And like, damn, I'm like, what's up? <laughs> I mean, you know, time is There's different. a little less ahead of you than there is behind exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs> so, so it's like, I mean, we don't know. I mean, but, but here's the thing. Even if you lived a hundred years, there's a good chance you're not going to be in the position and the health that you have today. I mean, very few people can make it to that age and still be very functional. So, so it's, and again, uh, listen, we believe that God has powers and <laughs> miracles happen, right? But, but, but that's the, again, the physics, you know, do and, and the biology does speak for itself. And we have certain things that there's a limit to everything. But, but the fact is when you work, when you think about it, everybody, you know, today, is here tomorrow is not guaranteed you know most people i mean we talk about positive inspiration in some of the shows and a lot of people are caught up in the past and everything that happened and yeah i mean if things happen you can't do anything about them so that first thing to your point stress you know most people think about breast cancer or any disease you know especially to modern diseases are although i can't say modern disease because these things did linger before but but now more relevant and and but they are they are you know drive drivers behind them right and one of them i mean it can be genetics and things like that that's just potential and it can turn to something but but you have things that are society you know based like the stress piece life life is different today and if you even in some parts of the world life is still kind of you know antiquated and people live an easy life we live in one of the the, the most advanced you know societies most like a dynamic uh, and very like you know uh, you know, just just go out there crazy, right? You wake up in the morning and you run, run, and then the whole go, day go, goes go. up. Exactly, go, 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 and then you come back. You don't even have time to eat properly. I mean, uh, I we had these discussions before about, for example, in Europe, in Spain specifically, there's the siesta time. They finish work, they go to home, they chill, they relax. 
their lifestyle is different. Their, their food habits are different. There's no eating while you're running. I mean, people look at you funny if you grab a burger and walk out in the street. And I'm giving a bad example with a burger. But, <laughs> but you know, or whatever it is, you, you, take, you take something fast food and you're like munching in the car. And we see that. I mean, I, I'm guilty as charged. I mean, you're working, you're going to a meeting, you're, you're grabbing your food in between, or you're actually at a meeting and a conference and you're like, you know, talking and chilling and you don't even enjoy that food, right? And that's that's has that has been the problem, and so we were, and then we worried about the finances. We worried about everything, uh, the inflation. I mean, the world is is really gone crazy, <laughs> but but that doesn't matter because at the end of the day, you and I only have you and I. I mean, to yourself, I mean, you have to to you is is number one, and and for and and you know, this not being selfish because people sometimes think that's being selfish. If I am not well, I'm not good to anyone around me. <laughs> You know, that's that's the other part. I mean, you, you said you're a mom and if you're sick, you're not going to be able to 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 give, you know, to your, your 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 son or daughter. Right. And that's a tough you know position. So we want to be number one to be able to give to the rest of the people around us, whether at work, whether, or not, you know, and sometimes that's the other thing. We caught up with, you know, the BS <laughs> and, and there's a lot of it these days around us. <laughs> and, and I mean, I'm sorry, but it's fact. I mean, we all deal with it. We deal with it. I mean, let's let's call it what it is. Right. I mean, some people are like, you know, there's no there is BS. Trust me. Everybody's life has BS in it. And people kind of make a, a good contribution to it. So. So, you know, I read this this quote the other day is, is the, the most quote. I think it was something on TikTok. Somebody it was somebody that said the most dangerous person is someone that says it is what it is because <laughs> there's nothing you can yeah. do to them. Uh, you know, and I, I'm a believer of that. Personally, I'm one of those folks that, you know what? It is what it is. The world can burn. There's nothing I can do. You know, it, it when things happen, there is very little that you cannot prevent. Or if you pass the stage of prevention, it, it the facts are happening. When something drops, you can't fix it. It's done. It's broken. I mean, maybe you could, yeah. but, but chances are it's never going to be the same position as it used to be. Right. Very hardly. So you, you sweat it. Some people, oh, my God, what happened? Why? Yeah. You don't question the why, the why happened, but now you have to see how you're going to live. And, and, right. and we're talking just general stuff, but when it comes to life and health, I mean, health is wealth. I mean, there's nothing, I think you can have trillions, infinite money. It will never bring your health back. Uh, you can't, you can buy limbs, you can buy things, but even those are not guaranteed that they're going to work. Right. Correct. <laughs> you, know, you, you can have all the, 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 the surgeries and they plug you in with all different parts. You know, you still, there's a good chance it's not going to work the same way and something can malfunction and you don't want to go through it. God forbid. Right. So, so money cannot buy health. It can, it can support, you know, a healthy style maybe. And that's a different story. Again, money is a means and it's not the end. But depends how, and, and that's the other thing. People think money is the only thing that's happiness is attached to money. But when you health, you know, many people lose their health and they will give the world and they're rich. They give all their money just to exchange yeah. one good day where they can do what they used to do when they were healthy. And, and that's a big deal. And for someone to go through it, you know, especially in this experience. And again, I, I, I can speak to it because I've seen how someone can go from like so, so much life and energy to really weakening, you know, and, and becoming so weak and stuff and frail and not be able to do much. And I've seen it. And this is a young person. I mean, when I talked to my, about my ex-wife, she was 47. So when she passed and I mean, fairly young compared, I mean, that's mid age, yeah. but, but, but the fact is that is she was full of life. She was, but, and who, who would have thought that that's going to happen to her. Right. You know, we never, I never thought about that, you know, that she could be one, you know, that had this, 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 this dilemma in, in her life. Uh, no, no one knows how we end. Right. And and it's a sad statement, but that's why you have to live the life. I mean, I believe there is there is there is a a big 
lesson to learn from, 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 I guess, our creation. You know, we don't have a set expiration date for a reason. We don't know about it for a reason. Because if we had to know that date, we would not live. So we enjoy our life because we don't want. And so you have to live a full life energy, enjoy it, enjoy the things. Like, you know, I had this, this guest uh, last year. Uh, his, his show goes by the bucket list guy. And, and, and really, and, and it sounds like the bucket list. We all know what a bucket list is, right? You know, things you want to do. But his concept is not, don't wait until the end when you retire to do the bucket list. Live your life today, you know, because yeah. today you have money, tomorrow you don't know if you have money. Today you have health, tomorrow you don't know if you have it. I mean, that's, you know, yeah. many people yeah. went bankrupt. Many people lost everything during the pandemic. We're a good example, pandemic only. We're still in, in, in the edge of it. It's not over yet. We still have some reminiscences of Corona, right? And this is what happens. People have a war going on right now. These guys woke up one day and everything is gone, you know? So no one, has a, no one has a guarantee. So why do we have to always worry, worry, worry and go crazy? And that's exactly what happens today. People wake up. Oh, my God. How am I going to survive this week? How am I going to do this? Forget the week. Let's, let's take one let's day at a time. One, one, and enjoy. Live like a healthy lifestyle, right? So, so now, now I want, you know, I, I've given a lot of my analogies. But, but let's talk about, you know, your, you had, that's actually a very, powerful story that you had someone that actually that you saw and gave you this this inspiration to actually create this uh, but i'm sure there's is that the common denominator with everybody i mean that whereby they all realize that where the hell did i do why you know i need something I, I need to change yeah. i need to adjust and i i think it's and that's a great way you said it is a common denominator because one person gave me a poem uh, one of my one of my clients, and I think it summed it up in that something we realized too late. It's actually a famous poem. I never remember the date, but I have it framed when it says, you know, why we think about this. We have a really nice china or that really nice car. We don't want to drive and get the paint scratched. But this was a an example with a glass. And someone says, I drink from the glass because one day the wind might knock it over. Um, one day, you know, I'm I overfill it one day, this and that, but it says, I know that the glass is already broken. And so I enjoy the glass today. We know that we have a temporary life regardless of when the end is. And so I will enjoy it today because I know it is broken. And then that's a, I think that's the beautiful part. The brokenness is together with the, that, that makes it the togetherness of life more beautiful. Right. And so I think those experiences over and over again is the, and that's why I called my podcast in the rising. How do you rise? Because that is really what my clients were looking for. And even those that were facing the end and were, were willingly doing that walk. Um, they're like, I know, but this makes me feel better. I know I won't make it next year. And we're really in a place of acceptance. They really started to look at how can I rise right now? What can I do in the next six weeks? What can I do? Um, you know what? I called that person uh, that I hadn't called. One one lady said, you know what? I stopped writing Christmas cards. I never wanted to write them. They're a waste of time. No one looks at them. And so I don't do it. And and I just, I think those just living in your truth, even if not everyone likes it, but being comfortable with that. And I think we're not very comfortable with being ourselves. We want to be comfortable being somebody else or what someone else thinks. And that has been the underlying thing. And, and for so many, what I heard often, and not all the time was that this experience was one of the best things that happened to them because for whatever time they had left and they said if it's two years or 20 i'm really going to live 
um, not exist and really enjoy it and speak up and speak up for other people is what I heard a lot as well. And that, that made me stop and think. So yes, I, I taught them about breast cancer rehab because half of them are like, why am I at a physical therapist's office? Like I taught them, but what they taught me, um, it's just there's there's no words for for everything that I learned from my time. Well, that that's powerful stuff. I mean, you know, you're 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 taking from people who are actually facing the reality of that situation. I mean, this is life and death, you know, in real. I mean, most people don't want to think about that, but when you have something of that extreme, you know, there's a. I mean, the doctors today's doctors don't hide the the truth from you. They tell you. It is bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, and historically, doctors did not tell you, like, you're diagnosed. They talk to the family. They try to make it, like, you know, and easy. So you, now it's part of the, the practice where they tell you diagnosis yeah. and we're going to do this. We're going to do this. They give you options. And, yeah, and, and there is a pros and cons to those, those two two theories. And, you know, we, uh, that, today is not show for that. We can have that debate. Like, <laughs> that good about. But the fact is, it is clear. And so when someone is facing the reality of, wow, you know, and by the way, I, just just a, a simple example when i heard about my dad for example or or you know and even my ex-wife the the idea was like you you think that it's not going to happen you see like there's a, a moment where you believe that it, you'll be fine you know it's almost like a wish that you know you try to put a denial phase in your brain you know mm -hmm. like you know you know you're going to get through this you're going to get through this and you know you but you're hopeful right you're wishful that you know this is going to go because many people do survive and do actually make it right and so that's that's the thing you keep the the optimism right you keep that 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 stuff but at the same time there's that little bug in the, in, in little voice that said like maybe this is it you know so you have to start mm -hmm. adjusting as well so there's a point where you really kind of like start making that that 50 50 and get into that balance you don't want to go all the way with the too optimistic and start realizing that this may be the end for whoever that person is and in this case someone living that is already making that adjustment you know mm -hmm. but whatever to your point whatever time i have and if i survive guess what i'm gonna have a super life after this forget about <laughs> it right and that's actually what what's happening a lot of people when they get to this and they pass it you know life after that becomes so joyful and they enjoy everything and they they, they almost love everything because you know some things they may have done in life they regret and whatever i mean that's the other thing when you start kind of reminiscing of all your activities and your actions and like oh i i did good i did bad i did this you know maybe it's time for me to to repent and get all my stuff together hopefully you know you know and if i can make it through here oh god you know and we all turn to god no matter what what denomination how you we believe we turn to god then and we ask you know please make us through you know get us through this and if we do, we make promises. We're going to have, you know, a better life. We're going to make these changes. It's like, you know, resolutions, right? And we make them. And and again, for, for some folks, they survive it. They go through and, and they do actually live a much happier life, a different life. They change their lifestyle, how they eat, how they do things, how they, they hang out with people, who they hang out with, you know, yes. and, and do more stuff, you know, because the other thing, like some people would not travel. I know people who don't travel at all. They just work, 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 save, save, save. And they say, when I'm retired, I'm going to do this and this mm -hmm. and that. But there's no guarantee you're going to even retire. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, I, I, again, another experience. I mean, I, I can give different, you know, stories about people I've met or through my life, you know, and I, it's funny. We talk about half a century. It's, it's a decent amount of time. You experience a lot of things. 
you know, you but one of them, I actually, you know, and that's where the wisdom starts coming in because you don't have that in the 20s. You kind of like, you know, the world is yours, right? <laughs> <laughs> you don't even think, like, I swear to God, it's it's true. I Like, you never think about age until you start, you hit that 40 mark. And then in the yep. 40s, you start kind of, <laughs> at 45, you start clocking, you know, like, uh-oh. You know? And then at 50, it's like, pff, it slaps you in the face, like, ouch, <laughs> I'm there. And and there's nothing, there's nothing you can do. Your your features start changing, everything, like your your health somehow, like literally at that day. The next day my arms were not doing good. <laughs> it starts crazy. But it's fact. And then but so but it gives you that wisdom, right? And now you start evaluating things. Like like the way I live my life today is I don't care what people think. You know, if it's not working, you know what, tomorrow's a new day, you know, I'll switch my life again. I'll do something. But I'm not gonna stress about things like, you know, because it's not gonna what's meant for me is gonna be there. What's not yep. is not. Mm -hmm. And so, so yeah. you start, you start realizing different, you know, things, your wisdom becomes very high tense. <laughs> so you start actually evaluating things differently from a different lens, you know, and, and basically it's almost like you're, you're, uh, you know, uh, on, on a ceiling, on a roof of, of a top, you know, a building looking down so you can see things, you know, more, more, <laughs> more, the vision, the, the, the vision field is, is bigger. And, yeah, and you when see you, more, it's a higher altitude. Uh, exactly. You're, you're evaluating it. You're not just in it and reacting, reacting. You have a higher altitude to look and like, I feel like responding to that or that's not worth my time or that is, yes. it, it, it's, that's that wisdom. It's that, that higher altitude of being able to evaluate it outside of your current circumstance. And Bettina, you said something about living with other people, with other people's expectations. That is, that is a mistake that we all make. Well, at least some of us, you know, we're making more than stuff. others. <laughs> and, well, again, I mean, I can tell you, I don't care anymore what people think. And I say it loudly. I mean, I, I post, you know, stuff every day on my Facebook page and, you know, it's all about, you know, positivity and you know what, you don't like who I am. You don't have to be my friend. You know, I isolate my friends. Exactly. I mean, you don't like even like one time I had put this, uh, posted this TikTok and say, you know, some people go to your, your feed and they don't like what you say. Well, if you don't like my stuff, just scroll up and down. You don't, I'm not the only <laughs> game in town. You know, there's plenty out there. Yeah. There's, there's yeah. millions of podcasts. There's millions of shows, a lot of channels go to satellite dish and you have thousands of, you don't have to just hone on me. I'm, I'm, I'm a nobody to you. That's okay. You know, this is not for you. Cool. <laughs> We're good. We're friends. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's it. Like, you know, you, and you know, people get excited. They go somewhere. You see, like you want to get into fight. What's the point? You know, so so that's that's something like you know, it's not it, there's not worth it. There's time is valuable, and and that's the part I think that we don't realize until you get into a predicament like this, where, my God, I'm now on the clock, and you know every minute mm -hmm. counts. And that's the other. I'm believing. I find myself today, uh, you know, almost racing to do things. And this is I'm not even you know I don't feel anything wrong, whatever. But that nobody knows, right? But I know one thing that I want to do as much as I want from my life and, and enjoy it and do things with my kids and travel and see the world. And because one day I'm not going to be able to, even if I have money, I might not be able to. I, I, yeah. I see my mom, for example, she's gotten to that age, but, but she's not able to do the stuff that she was doing five years ago, you know, and that's just the way it is. This is just age. Now, when somebody gets sick, especially with, with breast cancer or any type of cancer and some of these, 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 you know, very dangerous, you know, illnesses and, and sometimes fail, uh, they life almost kind of ends and stops for a moment there and you have to readjust. So, yeah. so, so Bettina, my question is like, what are some of the things, some of the advices that you give people uh, to live day by day? I mean, I, you know, you and I, we kind of talk in general and, you know, I, I exchange some stuff of my own, how I, I deal with it, but you are dealing with, with this daily and 
not only in your life, but also, you know, in terms of the work, but also in the podcast, but you are, you have some sort of formula that you've devised right now and you have these things that you go, what do you recommend uh, folks to, to, to do, or how do you even, uh, what advice do you give them to live day by day? What things they should be doing? So when I, I am asked that question sometimes by my clients, like, what do you think? And, And when I'm in that professional sense, you know, I have to be more objective, I state it more as what people have told me that are in it because I've had two near misses, what I call two near misses, where I wasn't sure if I had breast cancer or not, but I personally have not had it. But I've been seeing people who've had it many times. And the formula is for one, accept all the things that you maybe regretted before. Accept it. Because at the moment you made those decisions, not 100%, We all have had those decisions, but for the moment you made those decisions, you did the best you could with what you had and what you knew at that moment. Not right now. Mm -hmm. uh, The job you took or the person you dated, those were the, your values also change with life. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people have told me, you know, I've re-evaluated. And as I was going through my own process of how can I help people? through I became a life coach and then they, they give you this whole list of values. I realized that the values I had today weren't even the same ones I had five years ago. So I think we're not even operating on the same level that our values change. We have it and we're still working physically, emotionally on a different place. And I think then that, that disconnect. So when you are living with what you value at this moment, you're really at peace with a lot more. And my own examples, I really wanted to be, you know, director of this and that. And I got my master's in health administration. I'm like, I really want it. And now I don't really care if I ever have it or not. It was a great learning experience. I learned a lot. Um, but I want to make more of an impact. I realized I don't, I, I am my own director. I have my own company. I'm the CEO. So I'm actually more than what I thought I wanted to be, right? If you want to think of it that way. So I think it's perspective and, and your values is the biggest thing. Because then, and I noticed that was my second time, I didn't want to have a positive answer. I'm still thankful to God that it wasn't a positive answer. But I was calmer. And I was like, I'm at peace with whatever, whatever it is. And that was nice to just be at peace with it. Because I did everything the way I, 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 cha- I made those changes. And that is what people will tell me even especially with recurrence when they've had it the second time or the third time i've spoken with someone who's had four different cancers and not even 45 years old but at that point like you know what i i'm i i'm i'm going through this for a reason and if i have an assignment and for most people that is a god-given assignment you're living life in peace thank you for for that something came up as you were talking now some people, I mean, if you just listen to people who are in, the, in, in, in maybe the same situation and, or have, you know, more tragic, you know, uh, endings and things like that, or family members, you know, doesn't that affect you also? I mean, as, as a person, if you hear all that, you know, I mean, it's, it's almost like it starts becoming your reality. I mean, do you give people advice to maybe change the setting and, and kind of like maybe, you know, talk to people that may not, because I've experienced this family member. Uh, who actually uh, had, you know, uh, a type of cancer. And then ultimately, 
for about a year, that's all that person spoke about. It became almost like yeah. a fixation. And it took a while. Identity. To, yeah. It, it became the identity. Yeah. The only thing you talk about is just that. I mean, there's, there's more to this. And so, so, so what do you say to the, how do you help people to kind of move from that mindset? Because that is exactly what it is. People, if you live in that, it becomes, you know, the mind is very powerful. The more you feed mm -hmm. it, the more it's going to give you the same, right? So if you turn that and start to your point, live your life, you know, be joyful, do stuff, change, forget everything that you did, live today and live to, you know, to, 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 to hopefully live another day and enjoy that day. You know, it might change things if you surround yourself with a different, you know, view, with a different, you know, group of people talking about all the pleasures and all the good stuff versus talking about this. Talk about religion. I mean, some people find religion and that's all good too. You know, whatever the case may be, but don't hang into that this is it, you know, or the yes. status. Because the more you repeat it yourself, the more you're going to just put that yourself down and, and, and further down. Right, right. Um, you know, when, when someone asks me that, like, what do you recommend? I do recommend that we acknowledge that there is more than a physical realm. Our emotions are tied to our physical realm. And the longer I have been a physical therapist, the more aware I am of how much of our physical ailments do not originate in a physical fashion that the emotions and traumas from our youth, we carry it, literally. Um, there's pains that we have. It is okay to, we call it now alternative, but there's something called healing touch where a lot of my clients have gone to a, a trained nurse, an RN, who learns different ways to talk to you, but mostly just to put your, her hands on you or his hands on you. We are not touched in, unless they're, in a, even in a romantic relationship, it's, Maybe we hold hands, but we don't touch each other. But just to have that energy. And sometimes it's not your energy. you got to borrow somebody else's or allow that positive from others to come through. And to just seek out things that bring you joy. And usually it's the small things. Even if I don't care for ants, I'm having a little battle in my house right now. But I'm still amazed at the work these things can do. And just... You know, just look at awe. And that's that's a, a proven thing so far as research. If you can be in awe of something, then your entire body shifts, your frequency shifts, your like literally your brain waves shift. Not everything is power through. And I love to, yeah, I'm a fighter. I'm a fighter. I'm a breast cancer survivor. And, and even a lot of the clients are like, I'm tired of always fighting. I just want to be sometimes. And whatever you need, is the right answer. Thank you for that. That's powerful. <laughs> well, 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 but you, you're right. You know, the, the main concept that you hear all the time is, you know, survivor, you know, we, by the way, you know, we want people to survive. We want people yes. to you know, get better and, and, and hopefully defeat and, 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 you know, be better and live happier life. And I, you know, I, I support that a hundred percent, 200 percent now, <laughs> but, 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 but again, in that same time, you have to keep the positivity. You have to keep, you know, a very high energy uh, spirit. Your spirits have to be high. Your spirituality has to be high. That's the other thing. I mean, it, that's why a lot of people actually become more religious because at the end of the day, you know, that, that also gives you a, a different support system. Now, whatever religion you believe in, they all have the same frequency when it comes to talking to, to God and being closer. And that's a different thing. But some people also relate that to death. And that's the other part that we have to be careful. So it depends who is the person, how they operate. Some people can take it to the extreme and not be able to, to come back or, or not be able to balance it out. You know, so you have to have both levels, 
But the key here is you have to have, to your point, be on our lo love life. I mean, there's more to this. And every day, you know, especially, and of course, there is a phase. I mean, people going through pain, they're going through stuff. They're, they're not in the mood, especially when they go through the chemo and all the radiation. Oh, yeah. That's when it becomes very difficult. But once you get through that phase and, and, and get through that pain that goes with the treatment, you know, now it's your back and now you have to live. I mean, that's it. I mean, that's the bottom line. There's, there's live to your point. doesn't matter. No one, I actually, I, I had this discussion not even long ago. I have a, my, my dad's aunt. <laughs> so we, 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 it's, this is somebody that I am 51. Uh, when I, I realized that she was my, my, my dad's aunt, she was already like, you know, very old <laughs> at the time. So, so, so she only died two years ago and she had breast cancer before I was born. Uh, in, in many cases, back and forth, back and forth, and she was yeah. treated and stuff. But but she lived longer than all her <laughs> siblings and, and everybody else and some even of their children. So it is, it is it, we don't know. So, so hope is a big deal also. You know, you want to know. Yeah. Don't think about always all the people that are leaving us because of this, but think about the people that are here. That's this. So again, it's a mindset. You have to shift it. You have to see where you can find your balance and, and, and cling to it to make sure that you have a better outcome. If you do it that way and you depress yourself, you're just stressing more and that, that's just going to help, you know, this thing get worse. At least that's my experience from, from what I've seen. Yes, yes. I, I, I'd have to say that if you're in your, we would call it our gratitude journal, whatever, but if you're in a, in a better mode and however you get there, finding nature, um, the Japanese actually have a word for that, and I don't know what it is, but I studied it. And, and if you're in nature, you really become healthier. Like, we need that. Even in our cities or what have not, we need to be there. So whatever connection, feeling like we're a part of something, that's what religion is. True religion, spirituality, it's being part of something. Belonging. We are belonging creatures, and often we feel isolated. Cancer isolates you. So feeling connected, it really helps your healing process thank you and and you know some people also they they get into this label business right you know uh it becomes a whole thing some people they really live with that, that two-point identity right not a yes. not a very good way to do it but again i mean i i cannot speak for someone because they're going through that and and unfortunately uh people sometimes the emotions you know overcome and, and and they just they have to do whatever it takes to get them through it right but so yeah. so so you're doing this pretty much every day, uh, what kind of difficulties do you experience, you know, doing the work you do? I have, I have actually started to just decompress and ground afterwards because I, I, try, I cannot take that on personally because I won't be able to do it. There, there's always a case here and there that hits you deeper. But I think I take, if I can take that lesson, A, what I've learned about emotions, about spirituality, and I can take my experience from working with many people, because we may know a person with breast cancer or two or three, but most of us don't know hundreds. And if I have that opportunity to take and culminate that, my frequently asked questions, my biggest concerns, and dispense that to people's hands. Again, you need your own healthcare team to know you personally, but that doesn't mean the general information should be out of touch. Then it is worth it. Then this is part of it. But I also just really try as much as I can. I'm human. I try to just do what I preach, enjoy my nature, enjoy my life. And the way you live your life, there's a saying, um, you know, you can, 
preach the gospel as loud as you want, but the, the biggest way to do it is by living your life. And so I can talk all about health as I want, but the biggest example is how I live my life. So a couple of things as you're talking about that. Um, do you re refer folks to maybe additional type of health, like holistic stuff? Uh, I yes. mean, cause I, I know that's, that's typically, and by the way, I've, I've had discussions with people who actually had some terrible levels of cancer and things, and they went to a holistic, you know, approach and different medicine in addition to this traditional stuff. And, you know, and they were able to actually kind of overcome and, and stay healthier mm -hmm. and live a happier life and vibrant life. So do you yeah, leverage that? Do you actually recommend that? I, I don't know. I do. I do. I talk about it. A lot of my clients really like the healing touch. A lot of my clients like Reiki. Um, mm. So I, I became a, a, into Reiki because I wanted to know more what I'm talking about. When someone asked me, well, what is it? I don't have to do it for you. I don't have to be your Reiki teacher. I'm your physical therapist, but I at least know what I'm talking about versus you having to just kind of put it together. I talk about spirituality for those that aren't wanting to be open about it. Um, I also just allow that space for people to feel comfortable to ask those questions. That's the most important thing. Sometimes you need a therapist to deal with your past. Sometimes you need a coach to deal with your now and how to live in your future. And I explain those differences because when you hear the cancer word, everything stops. But when you have that time, you, you let it all out, but then you realize there's other layers to that onion in question. So yes, I absolutely, um, I absolutely, believe in the benefit of having a full approach, have everything available to you. Great. So what resources, I know you, you and I we were talking earlier, we talked about some website and some, some places where people have enough resources to help them and guide them. Uh, is that, is, is there just, just that particular platform where you have different ways to, to kind of, I guess, recommend to people and, and guide them to? So my, my basic resource right now is I, that's why I built this website, breaststudy.com. Um, where it has me, I have a quiz on there that you can talk about, um, or you take the quiz and you figure out what are your major questions? Are you talking about, are you concerned about breast cancer recurrence, lymphedema, um, breast cancer pain? So that way you can start to hone in, where are you? Because there's so many things and you can be overwhelmed with what your needs are. Then I also talk about resources and how to link to lymphedema therapists. We we don't have a lymphedema doctor. They, they, only, they, they, they can get that training, but they're not going to treat you that way. They make a lot more money being a physician. So how do you find a therapist in your local area? So I have those on there. A lot of your breastcancer.org is, is phenomenal, but I'm really trying to culminate on my website these different areas so you can just have it at your disposal. All right. Well, we're going to have that in the link of the show so people actually can tap into it. Also link to your podcast so people can actually listen to you and your guest and, and talk. Now, your guests are typically, you know, uh, uh, maybe medicine folks or healthcare folks or also some some of the patients. You know what? My, I've had some people have gone through breast cancer as patients. I've had some physicians um, even talking about addiction, um, health. But what what I my, my main thing that I heard from my patients is I want to rise up to live a life that is not full of regrets, walk away from the shame and the blame because it does nothing for you to rise up wherever you are. And, and to rise up can be financially, emotionally, um, in, in our relationships. So I have guests from kind of the wheels of life talking about their experience, how they rose up and what resources they have, because it is where, you know, yes, this is cancer, but 
we want to live a life and life has so many aspects, the family, the, the relationships, the money, that, that too, you know, having enough to do what you want for others, pulling out of a bad situation. So that's kind of my theme there. I love it. I mean, that the theme itself is just as powerful. I mean, rise up over, you know, you got to yeah. rise over everything else, right? You got to like, you yeah. know, raise to the occasion, make it happen, live your life. And that's it. And so I, I just, just listening to it, just the fact that you have it in that concept. I mean, that's uplifting in, in its own. Right. And, and um, I'm sure you've contributed, you've assisted people. Maybe you know it or you know it, but that's the other thing. Do you know of anybody that actually came back later and said, you know what, thank you for that. Because like, you know, uh, with that, that word, I, something you said, something you got them to eventually got them through the, 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 the dilemma they were in. Any, anybody? You know, I, I have, I have, I've had it happen twice where someone emailed in and said, this was the one I needed to hear today. And then I heard from a friend of a friend of a friend. It was just weird. They're like, I told them about your podcast and they came across this episode and something with that guest was really powerful. So that guest has power still, right? That to continue to tell their story. And when we tell our stories, we find more commonality than we do differences. And that also, again, builds connection. And so, yeah, that, that, those were powerful moments. Well, they are. And you know what? Thank you for doing the work you do. And, you know, again, you've touched a couple. Those are the ones you know about. I'm sure you've touched many more and you'll continue doing that. And uh, hopefully this show so you know, gets, gets a little audience and hopefully some people, and again, this is not a direct, you know, to anyone because you might know someone. And if you know someone who needs to hear this, maybe share with them because that's, that's really what it is. I mean, we all know someone who knows someone that may be facing this, this, this trial and, uh, or revolution, yeah. I would say. And, and frankly, you know, it's, it's, it's something to hear to your point, you know, hearing sometimes talk about this and getting, it changes your dynamics. I mean, sometimes you need that talk. Like literally I needed this. I've had this too. I mean, when people say, I, you know, you make, you, you send, you put a post and like, Oh, this came in just in the right time. You, and you don't know who you're going to actually really influence that day or make a difference yeah. in, in their life. But that's the thing. If we don't do it, we're missing hundred percent of those folks. Yes. <laughs> and, and if you do it, you might catch someone and you know what, that's all there is. And as long as we believe in what we're doing, I think we are, our mission is to, to help these folks and, and, and help the world. I mean, listen, I would love to change the world for a better place and, you know, and, 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 and be a positive, happy life for everyone. And I think everybody wants that. Maybe, I don't know if everybody, because <laughs> sometimes there are people that may not want that, but that's another story. But the fact is, you know, the work you do is powerful. You're helping folks. And now how long have you been doing this, by the way? Oh, I have been doing this for over, um, I have been doing this for over 10 years now. And I've been a physical therapist for 16 years, but I've really honed in on breast cancer in the last three. Wow. And I'm sure you've seen a lot of cases, a lot of stories. I mean, do you have a, a, a patient load, you know, on a regular basis? Yes. Yes. And, and um, so I've changed it a little bit. So it's not full time. Um, it's not so much full time because it's, it's hard on the body yourself. Um, but yeah, all, I mean, six weeks, eight weeks out. Um, and now I'm really trying to focus on getting just not just my local area because some people will drive two to three hours for a one hour appointment. Um, now I've really shifted to um, really just trying to reach people in English speaking countries <laughs> as much as possible. Um, and anyone else, you know, who we hit, just to get more of the word out, because, again, five people in, in a city of over half a million is insufficient. So I'm trying to just reach people wherever they are. 
Yeah, that is amazing. I mean, I that's that's a tough. I mean, to your point five, and that that's a lot of people, and the ratio is not going to be enough for anybody. No. I mean, <laughs> no, it's not. Not. I mean, ratio. to see somebody, you know, the next time it's a couple of months later, and you don't yeah. have. So that's the other thing: the anxiety that you have to wait to see because you need yeah. that treatment, whatever. Uh, listen, I mean, maybe there's something that we have a whole different talk show about <laughs> and, and get some people excited about maybe opening up some more stuff in your area. Or if it's happening in, in, in Albuquerque, I'm sure it's happening in other places, too. So, oh, yeah. you know, so this is this is probably and, and by the way, we don't even know if it exists in other countries, because, I mean, obviously people are going to listen like we don't even have this. <laughs> right. You know, and, it, right. and it, it is sad. I mean, because. Like I said, the healthcare you know systems vary from one place to the other within the states. Forget about it, and then then we go out. You know, it's even worse sometimes. But um, we're we're actually at the top of the hour here, so you know it went so yeah. quick. It's not even funny. Uh, but I I ha thank you. I mean, for for being on the show and for sharing with us, you know, your contributions and the work you do. And I, I hope I contributed my way, <laughs> you know, as well. I mean, based on my experiences. But you know, at the end of the day, my personal, you know. Uh, final advice always is like stay positive live the life again today's here tomorrow is a new day when it comes you live again you wake up in the morning every day's a new yeah. day i use that all my life and i still use it and it doesn't matter we all can have good days bad days we have i had corona one time and you know every morning i woke up i'm not sure if this is going to be the day or not and and that's just a more recent mm -hmm. event for me personally i mean last year but um it, you don't know, you know, and you think that it's not going to happen to you until it happens. And then like what? <laughs> and then there you go. Right. So I love your theme. I love being positive and, and to live in the now. I, I, so I'm so grateful for your time. It was really a pleasure being on your show. Well, no, the pleasure might invite the way, uh, keep up the good work. Now we're friends and, you know, maybe we'll come back in. We have, you know, a different discussion. So. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> right. Well, thank yes. you so much. All right. Thank you. You're welcome folks thank you for being with us today hope you you know you enjoyed the show and you've learned a few things and you know please do reach out to you know to bettina and her and her site and listen to her podcast and maybe there's something there that's going to help you change your life for better and, uh, and and cope with this you know um and whether you directly impact it or not it, you know it's it's the information is still available and it could be powerful even by by learning something you can share with other people that being said for me hurricane h here uh, thanks for watching. We'll be talking and listening. We'll be talking soon. New guest, new show, new topic. Bye for now.